0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: Welcome to the Ball Hodge of Podcast. This is episode number 306 of East Centro's Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by executive video producer, audio engineer, Zach Burcham, and my forever co-host, Mr. Dakota Davis. How are we doing? Today's episode is an old school host only show.
0: Uh, we are going to be covering a wide range of topics, but really we're going to be focusing on the Newcastle city elections, which are, which are sh- starting to shake up a little bit and starting to take shape, I guess. Um, there have been some, uh, issues that have come to the forefront. We want to talk about them, give them a little bit of a preview before we do any kind of a candidate series and, uh, let you guys know what to expect going forward. So, uh, we also, uh, well, we're also going to talk a little bit at the end about some ridiculous ordinance. At least Jeremiah thinks it's ridiculous. That's happened in state parks uh, due to noise complaints for trucks and uh, what that could mean for you. If you're like Zach Bertram and you go rolling in with your uh, giant diesel uh, pulling your camper. So make sure you stick around to the end of the show if you, that matters to you. The Kevin
1: Potter rule exists in Michigan now. Kevin, Kevin Potter's truck will be illegal <laughs> as all get out at, at, at startup. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new. Just did a Patreon and we learned that there is a style of chip in Canada that we are going to start writing letters to the, uh, to the prime minister saying, please send us these chips. What's the deal? Why is it only in Canada? I think it's pride. It's pride. I think they don't, I think they want to have something that we have to go over for. Gotcha. This and poutine. Good poutine. This is what, this is why we have to visit Canada. We have French fries in in America. I know, but they're not as good. We don't do the poutine as well. So if you want to know more about it, Check out uh, Patreon on episode three zero six. Got to say thank you to a few folks. That's right. $50 or more a
0: month gets you a shout out at the front of every episode. And those folks are Miss Christy Avery, our favorite Norwex dealer uh, being rudely interrupted by NFL total access live. And then we have Mr. Anthony Meyer, who is delivering goods uh, for FedEx across the country. He's our favorite truck dealer or truck driver. <laughs> He's not a dealer. He's a uh, he's a package dealer, I guess. And then we have Mister Jonathan Forbes, who is our favorite truck dealer, uh, and car dealer, and minivan, and SUV, uh, and also maybe city council district two candidate. But we don't make endorsements on the show. We've made that mistake in the past. We so, haven't. Well, I'm a part of the show, and we've made that mistake. <laughs> so sticking
1: me, sticking me with your failure. Yeah. Well, it's a team sport. All right, we do say thank you very much to those guys for uh, for supporting for supporting the show and helping us get on the air each and every week. If people want merchandise, Dakota, how would they ever get that? There's
0: a variety of ways you can go. You can send us a DM Instagram or Facebook. If you want a DM response from me, you should probably do it on Instagram. And if you want a DM response that goes through Zach and then to Jeremiah, go to Facebook. <laughs> and then. If you would rather just do direct communication, then you can send us an email, dakota at bosssoglofliberty.com. That's the Or the same for Jeremiah. And we'll get you We'll get you your options. You will get your merch. It's cheap. You know, T-shirts these days are going for like $30, and I think it's insane. But, yeah, we're definitely not that expensive.
1: So, I was working in my Muncie office today, my Funcie office, looking out across the steel yard of uh, of Indiana bridge. And I look out in the yard and I can't even see the next street up the road. It is so hazy. It looks like it's raining. And then like, the haze it's like and the haze the wild, never burnt off. It's like the wildfires are back. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. These this the the, the Mexican or no, I'm sorry. Are we blaming the Mexicans for this? Who are we blaming? Canadians
0: Different border.
1: Oh, the other side. I thought the rain solved this problem. Are they are they even trying to put the wildfires out? I say it's from lightning. Lightning, wilderness—it's just wilderness up there, and there's nobody taking care of it. You can't trust Fidel Castro Jr. So, the air quality index here was in the red again today, and I was feeling symptoms like I was—I was like my throat was getting scratchy after being outside for a half an hour this evening. Like I was—I was starting to feel the air quality problems. Have you experienced anything yet, Dakota? Out there training for your mini marathon. Running it's in this not, haze,
0: yeah. I, the only time I've noticed it is from running. I'm outside most every day, all day anyway. At four-letter power
1: like, company, do you guys do you guys have discussions about the, the you know limiting yeah. your outdoor exposure?
0: Nope. Uh, no, it's like it's not even happening. But anyway, the only time that I've that I've ever felt anything is whenever I've been on runs, and I think it's just because of the increased respiration, although I'm not running. It's interesting because I'm not running really hard. The, I've really slowed down, as Zach and I talked about. I I pace my runs to where I'm only breathing through my nose. And if I can't breathe through my nose and I have to open my mouth to breathe, then I slow down. So it's like I'm not even breathing that hard, but for some reason, whenever, after the run, I always feel a little bit of a scratch in my throat the last few weeks.
1: It's been going on on like the chat's blaming the china. entire season. We we're blaming the wrong country uh china? The, the chat says it's China China where we should blame China. it's the China virus and it's the China. It's the china smoke, whether it is or not we is this blame coming them. from the Wuhan lab too potentially potentially, but when there's smoke, there's fire, so we'll have to we'll have to look so I, the other thing is it was like abnormally cold today, and I'm not a weather guy, yeah, it is, but I'm like it's 68 degrees and it's damn near july or is this like is, is this cause was this supposed to be cold today anyway or is it like we have this fog blanket the smoke blanket that was over us and the heat never got in well, the weird,
2: yeah the weird thing was that it wasn't that cool this morning though i think it was like 63 64 this morning
1: yeah it, it just stayed ne- it, very it just never, stagnant you know, yeah it was just like we well, just like a yeah, damp stagnant day I mean, we do too many of these, and I got to think that it's probably not going to be good for the uh, the ag community. You get, you know, you're it's supposed to be your hot summertime, whatever the hot the heat brings your thunderstorms. Now you're not going to get the, you know, are, are we actually going to start changing the weather patterns because of this crappy smoke layer? And what can we do about it? I think Nothing. it's going to get
2: hot this week. I think.
1: Is that even this weekend? You were talking like this weekend is going to be very mild in the Midwest, is it not, Zach?
2: Yeah, dry, yeah,
1: temperate. You know, though? every time I check it, it
2: gets worse, so I'm going to stop checking it. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, tomorrow's going to be 85, 89 on Thursday, then 89 again on Friday with lows around 70, so it's going to get – it'll get hot. But, yeah, today was t- 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 t was definitely a weird day. Like, you wanted to open the house up at the same time. Do you want to open the house up? Because, yeah, it looks
1: like it's, it doesn't look nice outside. Here's my theory. The weather – Is cool. Like it's springtime because this is when candidates are getting in the race. We're getting a very busy city election. Uh, and all these candidates were supposed to file and get into the race back in January and February. And we should have had a May primary. There was no primary, but now the city election cycle is filling up. We're getting, we're getting to where we've got competitive races almost all the way down the board. It's not fully locked in yet. That happens in July, but we've got a two-way race for mayor. Clay Morgan and Greg York are going to be running for mayor this year, Dakota.
0: Yep. We also have a well...
1: We have a new candidate, have a for, new clerk candidate, treasurer, candidate for clerk-treasurer. right? Yeah. Brenda Greider had filed. She withdrew her name, and now Ashley Huffman has filed. You remember her name? She was, uh, she was in the controversial uh, Henry Township trustee race last year, uh, where we uh, as a community, surprisingly elected uh, a a fellow with some some history uh, in the legal system. So Ashley Huffman's going to be running for clerk treasurer. Uh, <laughs> Very well put. <laughs> uh, hey, stop me when I start making stuff up. Okay.
2: Our okay. Town, our township could have been on fire after that one.
1: Uh, we are going to have a competitive race for the Newcastle City Council at large. Uh, there are three people running right now uh, for two spots. So Ed Hill is challenging uh, Rex Peckinpah and Lynn Purdue, uh, who are the incumbents. So we're going to have at least uh, one competitive race there. Uh, I, don't, the,
0: I don't know Ed. Do we either of you guys know him? Uh
1: yes. Yeah, he's been a he's he's a retired city worker, yep. I believe, and he he did a lot of stuff on like the GIS side he's and the very city mapping. He's still very. He's on. I'm on the uh, Lane Bank uh, committee with him. Mm.
2: He's a good guy. Cool.
1: Um, and then. Uh, not he filed after the primary was over, but Cameron Grinn has gotten on the ballot in the uh, City Council Ward three race. Cameron has filed as a Republican. He's going to be facing uh, Jerry Walden. Uh, and then of course, we've talked about uh, John Phillips and Jeff Hancock having a competitive race. Um, and then the the new one today uh, is the city judge. So Joe Lansinger is the is the judge currently, and he's running for reelection. And our friends down the road at the Courier Times are reporting that uh, former county or former city judge David Sadler uh, has filed, and he's going to be on the ballot as a Democrat. So you're going to have a competitive city judge race as well, Dakota. So we've got a lot, a lot of uh, of races to have on the show as uh, as we get into the fall.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Uh, would we? I don't know that we've ever done covered judges here.
1: We've never so in the history of this show we have never had a contested judges race. Yeah, Those that's what I was trying to think. And en- ever, we've never had one. Yeah. So this it's we've had one for prosecutor, we've had it for sheriff. Uh and this is a municipal judges race, but yeah, this will be the very first time that we've had a contested judges race. Have have you ever voted in a contested judges race ever? I don't know if I ever have. No, I don't think I, I think have. It's always been just like it's a small community, right? Yeah. Like you have to be to run for judge in most of these communities, and in the city of Newcastle is among them. You need to be an attorney. An attorney. Yeah, uh, some some places you didn't have to, but in 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 city of Newcastle and, and for a, I believe it's just for towns. Maybe you didn't have to, uh, but here you you needed to. So, Cities, but, you do. Yeah. What was your precinct Dakota? I'm trying to see. I think there's one more race, but I I have to search like. Uh, Zach, if you pull up your portal, I think you actually might live in a district that has a, has a competitive city council race. Mark Coger was, uh, my city council. Oh, yeah. Who's Michael Mattingly running? Yeah, there you go. Mike, it's, it, that's, that's the one. Michael Mattingly is the, is the other, uh, running against Mark Coger. He's in, he's in Zach's district. I knew I was forgetting one that I hadn't written down, but the way you have to pull up, so there's, there's not like a, an a, there's not a simple way to pull up a polling place or your, who's on the ballot. You got to look at each precinct individually over here. So I, I had most of them pulled up except for that one. Uh, and every precinct doesn't count. They there's only there's only a certain number that are actually in the city limits. Then it's you're just throwing darts. And then if you find the wrong one, there's nobody on the ballot. I haven't lived in this city for many years. You lived on this in the city when the show was on the air, when it existed. It was you were it was from your home inside city limits. So the question is, what race are you most excited about, Dakota? Mayor, mm, I city, don't know. These I, city council races, the judge race, has yeah. I,
0: I mean, I'm kind of excited about the mayor's race, but that's just because I, I mean, I like both. Um, I like them both. I like Greg and Clay. So that always kind of makes the race more exciting for me. If I like both of the candidates because it's less of a, like I really don't want this person to win and more of like I'm because if there's a bad candidate, then the other person can just focus on making themselves outshine the other person. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but just depends on what letter they have next to their name most of the time. Yeah, but then uh, if you have two good candidates, and that's usually whenever you have a you have good conversations about the actual issues and the actual the office itself, and not just petty politics.
1: We're starting to see some of the candidates start bringing up issues in the races. Uh, you've seen Clay Morgan has, has put out a policy position today talking about the city needing to get ready because state road three has got some orange barrels coming in 2025, talking about getting with business owners and making sure they're prepared. What, what influence the city can have with that. Um, making
0: sure that the side streets are paved. We have good signage
1: telling people where to go. Right. And a lot of that in dot is going to control and be involved with, but, um, I, To me, I'm just happy to see that you're starting to see something come from this election. Right now, it's, it's probably one of the biggest secrets in town that, hey, there's a city election this year. You know, there was no primary. There was nothing to vote for. There's really not a lot of talk or chatter around town yet. Um, and everybody's, you know, everybody's still pretty quiet. I would imagine once we get through Labor Day, it starts to pick up, but it's a matter of how much, how much time and effort people put into, to actually running for these offices. I guess maybe for the parades. Zach, you, you've seen the parades. Yeah. You've seen some of these candidates showing up yeah. and, and force lot, there.
2: Lots of shirts in the Memorial Day Parade for... And I bet Moreland's Parade will be... Moreland's Parade will probably be... Well, oh, there'll be no municipal stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. So, I'm not sure. Is there another one, though, coming up between now and then? But yeah, new, The Memorial Day Parade was, had a lot. Quite a few. Clay Morgan had a big contingent in there. Um, I mean, I'm
0: around and in, in Newcastle all the time, and I just know i'm friends with a lot of people that live in newcastle and i just don't hear anyone talking about the city election
1: yeah and i i will say i've, I've started to follow you know as as a i guess we're reporters on this thing or that we're we're in the media contingent uh so we follow each candidate try to add them on facebook follow their campaign pages see what they're talking about uh i feel bad that i i forgot micah mattingly was running because he he was in putting out policies today uh, essentially saying that he was a big fan of what Greenfield had done with their with their parks proposal. Right. Um, the teen and, area. Yeah. And that they had something for teenagers. Um which I'm interested to see what, you know, what what Mark Coger and the and the, the the folks that are in office now what they say about that because I think, you know, it could very easily be argued that teens take great advantage of the skate park and the basketball courts there. I, I can't say that I've driven by and not seen somebody out there even late at night or early in the morning.
0: Right. And I, I mean, we have the, with the giant expansion, we're one of the top. Are we the, the largest city skate park?
2: I don't know about um, city, but we're one of the biggest, I think it's we going to end up with one of the biggest ones in the state. Right. It's one,
0: we're one of, or the largest. I can't remember. Um, Anyway, those are future guests that we want to have on the show. Just keep forgetting. But yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I don't know. I, that one is, is kind of odd because I, I feel like we've we've got a lot of things for youth to do in Newcastle. Way more than what we had whenever I was, even when I was a teenager. Yeah. I graduated high school 10 years ago, and it's like just since then. it's There's been great improvements. Whenever I was a freshman in high school, I would have killed to have a skate park.
2: I mean, I just noted when I looked at the picture of Greenfield's plan that the Baker complex currently has more stuff in it than Greenfield's planned expansion stuff is because they didn't have a pool in there. Their skate park and their, like, pump track were kind of separated. I don't know if we have a a pump track, but we're going to have something similar to that in the new expansion. And then we had the fris- the frisbee golf course. Somebody kind of ma- called out last show. I, I don't know if anybody ever uses it. There are people playing frisbee golf, disc golf, all, disc yeah. golf all, all the, the time. time. Like it's shot, and they're serious. Like it's not like kids goofing off. It's like guys coming in, and they've got like their they bag. have their bags. Yeah. We, we have drove bag. by
0: there the like I think it was just last week, and um, I saw a guy he's standing, you know, off of the road, very like just a couple of steps into the park, and He's got this backpack on like, yeah, he's wearing it on his front and he's looking through. it. I was like, that's suspicious. What is he doing? And then, uh, it's his golf bag pulled out one of his many Frisbees. I was like, Oh, that's odd.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. You'll see people with carts like rolling their stuff behind them. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot going on. Like that whole complex is, has a lot going on right now.
1: Well, the, the this, the state through corridor issue that, uh, that Clay Morgan is talking about. I know Jerry Walden has also been a part of the conversations and the meetings on these, the, this current city councilman, uh, I, in the plans they've, they've discussed that there's going to be some pedestrian walkways added, uh, for folks. So you don't see people walking up and down three, you know, e- either in the road or, or walking alongside the cemetery, uh, carrying groceries. It's always, it's always tough to see. It's a very, you know, a whole lot of businesses in this town are, are not in a very pedestrian friendly area. So, yeah. That's going to be important, but the, there is going to be a lot of pain points for people as that's getting done. Where we're as, as a community, we're struggling with the work that's on the south side of town, Walmart and South with lane restrictions and, and we get some backups there during 2025, well, you know while they are redoing three, I'm sure it won't be completely closed, but it's going to be yep. it's going to be tough. Yeah. So, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm excited to see that people are actually bringing up the issue.
0: They're only a month behind on uh, three right now. That's just a simple
1: resurface. Not a simple resurface. What are you talking about? It's all they have left to do. Did you see all the box culverts that are laying out there? That they're they're, yeah, they're fixing all of the drainage? I'm saying the they road. haven't even
0: started they're, the resurface part. Uh, just they a simple resurface? That's... They haven't even I'm not started out there. on the resurfacing.
1: I'm not out there wiring up outlets. And all you got to do is to a positive, a negative, w- and a I w- ground, buddy. Let's I go. TikTok, them, get my power back
0: on. I watched them do the same thing over by Richmond. And, like, they were they were just done. It was incredible. And then they told us it was going to be a month to put in the culverts and then resurface it. And they were going to be done mid-June. And now they're not even done with the culverts yet. Yeah. Can n do anything right they doing, is all I'm asking. They, okay,
2: so Jeremiah's always in, Are they doing a resurface of that area eventually? Yeah. I marvel at N-Dot's ability to not do a very good job on a road that they tear up three or four times to get the job done. Yeah. Because like, they're tearing it up and they're fixing it because they've shifted us back. Like, Why didn't they just tear up, do the culvert on the one lane, and then just fix that lane?
0: Main- why is all of it shut to, down to one lane right now? Yeah, that's what doesn't traffic. make sense. Why is it shut down before 70 in Spiceland Well, and, uh, when they're not doing work for like four or, miles
2: or just the, intercha- it doesn't make sense the interchange at 300 where Walmart is. There's no reason going South for it to be closed there. Right. But they make all these people like dive through barrels to get in and out of like, it's the, the turning situation is the way that they've screwed up the road. The
0: one lane, the road closure there isn't insane. I, I understood it. I, at first I thought, oh, okay, it's because they're, Doing the the infrastructure work and then they're going into the resurfacing. It's going to be really quick because they said it was going to take a month. And then all of a sudden, it's been a month. Where would you get your month from? You. You said that. You said mid-June. Never said that.
2: You sent me a little. You said it in a group chat. I have to check the notes. Jeremiah travels to some nearby states. Indot's management of construction zones is absolutely the most atrocious thing I've ever seen in my entire life. They have, like, well, they just like the laziest people at times. Right. Like,
1: Michigan Michigan has Michigan, some parts that are pretty, pretty, pretty terrible. I
2: mean, at one point on my way home from work, I commute home, I commute from Indianapolis. There was a 55 mile an hour zone from Post Road to the state line. So that is what, uh, 50, 50 plus miles? Because I think it's right, like 98, 99 are around Post Road. There were times where I would get all the way to Newcastle. Which is twenty five miles or so and never see any work being done. No right. sign of work, no barrels, no nothing. But they just turned the entire half of the state into a fifty-five mile an hour zone, fifteen miles an hour off the normal speed limit, in case they felt like doing work someday. And there were days there was no work getting done.
0: Well it's just so that it's so that they don't have to pay the workers to establish new work zones in yeah. each area that they work. So they just create these giant work zones Which people so that they can do it once and not have to ever come back yeah. and do well, it Well, the owner anymore. doesn't want to
1: pay to put up signs multiple times. Yeah, Right. That's what I'm I saying. They, yeah, but they're it, the state. I think it makes so, it more dangerous,
2: though, because what would invariably happen, and I don't blame people, is that within a few miles, we're all going normal speeds because there's no reason for us to be going slower. Listen. So you then got, all of a sudden, you would come screaming up on a construction zone that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. 20 minutes after the last 50, yeah, so... You
0: got $5 billion in the bank right now. Just pay some guys a little bit, a couple of days more through the summers
1: to set up work zones where they're actually working. Because I remember... There's also a safety factor in... Every time you mobilize and you set up and tear down, the the most dangerous time you're setting up a work zone is when they are out there putting the cones down, when they're putting the barriers up. When you're changing that, that is the biggest chance you're going to get somebody killed is especially when you're putting the barrier a, wall up or you're taking it down. Especially on interstates. You have. Yeah. That moment yeah. that they are there is the most exposed they are. So if you're saying, hey, take it up and set it down through every day, that's asking for trouble. I as didn't well. say every day. I, well, I'm often, I said I'm not
2: saying every day, but like if you're working in an area, establish the zone. Don't make an entire don't make a 50 mile construction zone where there's a tenth of a mile of work being done. That's all I'm saying. Is they, they would do that. And people, know, people aren't going to respect the speed limits if there's, if there's no work being done.
0: Right, that's the other side. Is that all of a sudden whenever you have workers in the area where you haven't for the past two months, then you've created a boy who cries wolf situation where people are flying <laughs> the old speed limit. Starting in July the when zone. they start
1: getting their speeding tickets in the mail because they took their picture. Because governor yeah. signed that law. they're gonna, That's true. They're not going to cry wolf anymore. It's going to be a little bit of a bite. All right. So, <laughs> which is, now it's
0: all tying together. It's a money-making scheme. Yes. That's Set it. up the work zone as long as you
1: can. Nah, they're only going to have like four of them in the state of Indiana at one time. Let's so just they're, make they're all of 70 a work zone now. <laughs> it, you know what? They could do it if they
2: fixed it. If they fixed 70... Make it the make it a construction zone because it still needs fixed. Yeah. Like we still, I still, I saw Jeremiah's camper on the way to track one
1: day, like bouncing in the air nearly. I drove, I drove to Richmond again this week, and I said, "There is no way in hell I'm taking my camper on this road. There is no chance I'm doing this." Well, it I mean, is horrific. I can tell you as a person who drives from
0: Spiceland to Newcastle every day on three that people already just ignore the speed limit. You're going 60 down there the whole time. Not just me. like just Not like me. before. Not me. I'm going slow and
1: I'm holding everybody. But down.
0: everybody knows where the work is happening, so they just slow down at that part.
2: I mean, I could tell you some stories about what's going on in the construction on 70 as well. There's times that you're in the flow. There's a section where that you're each lane is its own walled off section right at Mount Comfort. They split the fast lane to the left and it's in all, using the Eastbound lanes. Have
1: you been to work this week?
2: Yeah. Every day. And then the slow lane stays in what used to be the fast lane. And then the ramp from Mount Comfort comes in. And so when you go under this bridge. Oh, yes. This, yes. This okay. On comfort, the other side of Mount Comfort, it is a pure comfort, chaotic. I'm like, this, I don't, this is the wildest thing I've ever
1: seen. It, I, I there drove are three it.
2: different eastbound lanes and all of them are isolated from each other for all of 100 yards. And then at one moment, they all just come back together. I drove through it on
1: Tuesday <laughs> with my coworker and it's I wild. said, is it, is it? I have to have faith that they know what they did because I don't know where any of the cars are getting ready to go. I yeah. was yeah, you're right. I, yes. they uh, On the other on the east side of Mount Comfort Road. Everything is normal. It's yes, all on one side yes. of the road. When you get to the other side of the bridge, yes, it is pure but chaos. Just past, you look around and you're
2: like, I don't know what's happening here, but it's very <laughs> disconcerting that there's no...
1: Nobody's where they belong
2: for, just a, yeah, for, for about
1: uh, 60 seconds. And, but, and then, it's then, like
2: being on the backside of the moon. And then just like a finger snap, you're all back together. And you're just hoping that somebody's not going to come through and just swing across all the lanes of traffic. It is a, a is an absolute sideswipe predictor. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a unique solution now
0: you know we make we they set up these work zones like that what they've done on three for the lowest denominator of society who are too stupid to realize when a work zone is happening or they're driving drunk so like just make the driving test harder
1: like yeah but and then start testing people
0: every year when they
1: turn 65 yeah that's, that's the thing is you haven't taken a driving test in forever
2: How do you know? It's, trust me, they do some of that because there's some spots on the 71, and I'm not sure if there have been three where the wall just comes out of nowhere. I mean, you drive all day. There's some
0: actual idiots that drive.
2: Oh, every day. Every day. Oh, I saw one today. I saw a guy swing all the way across, almost rolled. Like he pitched it to the right rear corner on 70, like was unloaded completely. And then while we were approaching Greenfield, he just kept swerving. He stayed in his lane. He was like doing the tire warm, like
1: NASCAR swerve to keep his tires clean. Take like, yeah. his license away. Ride a bike, you loser. I was. I called nine one one, reported a drunk driver last week. Somebody crossed the center line about six times in front of me, and I'm like, nope, they're not texting. Yeah, I don't. There's something wrong. So I called nine one one. It was in Blackford County. It was like Delaware Blackford County area, and I'm like, there's not going to be a cop to get this guy. But I called, and they're like, don't follow him. We gave the description and i swear i almost got to Hartford for city and the guy turned off and 30 seconds later i saw the cop coming southbound i'm like oh dude you missed you, him you like- he just I, I was just like oh he turned i don't, I don't know if i don't they- call often but i would call a,
2: extremely aggressive drivers in if they're like almost hitting people and i called in a girl i think that was probably just tired i hope she was just tired but she was like crossing all over the place and i was like yeah i'm calling this in and she did get pulled over usually there's not anybody around if you call them around greenfield there will be a cop there they are state police are thick yeah. right through there they're like yeah. four of them. you roll through with ways and it's just like blue dots every eighth yeah. of
1: a mile but
2: a I, lot of places it's hard it's a safety thing,
1: right? Like, I was, yeah. I don't, I, 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 and that's I don't, where I struggled with it mentally. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy, but then I watch when they cross the center line so many times, yeah. you're like, Oh, I, I like, I was like, I, it's somebody else's safety. If somebody's speeding,
2: I don't care, right? But if they're actively doing something where I think that they're going to cause an accident, yeah, with somebody else, then and it's not very often I will call it in. And I'm a good person to call in because I will give a very good description of a vehicle. I'm like, Oh, it's a 98, whatever, and it's this color. And I'll, if I can get the plate, I'll get the plate. But yeah, I don't call in a lot, but. Some people, you know, if they if they're doing one hundred and twenty, but they're not going to hit it. They're not. They're driving. If they semi- look professional, if they, they look fine professional. With it. Yeah. If it's like an Audi, that's like autobahn grade. Fine. I don't care. <laughs> but even on ways german sports cars on, on can speak. If, if i'm on ways and i'm driving and i see a cop and he's got a really good hiding spot i'm not reporting that good <laughs> for him
1: <laughs>
2: <I was> like, <laughs> they're just
1: like yeah, hey, whatever <laughs> i was like, in kentucky and i moved over for a, i thought a disabled motorist and it was just a cop in a suburban that i didn't recognize and i'm like suburban. yeah it was like an old it was like a oh, eight, oh 09 suburban and i thought it was just a broken down vehicle in kentucky and i moved over for him and he was just it was him what, catching people coming over the crest of the hill the other way i'm like oh, I was just being nice, just sliding over for a motorist. and just It was, kept his radar clear yeah. for a little longer. But he was on the shoulder. He wasn't in the middle. He was on the shoulder, which I thought was kind of Our, bad, They weren't pool. that aggressive
2: here. You go to Ohio, and you'll see what aggressive policing is.
0: Like, well, the, in Kentucky, there's some weird hilly roads where they've built pool-off areas for the cops. Yeah, because it's a cause good spot to catch them without right, being seen. Yeah. Right on the other side of the hill. And you're like, what's that shoulder? And then like two hills later, there's a cop sitting in one. And you're like, that's
2: what that's for.
0: That is interesting. It's really Like odd. a duck
2: blind. No- yeah. North Carolina will build like, they have big pull-offs that are like up behind trees and stuff. They'll like, landscape them so that you can back up to where you can't be seen.
1: All right. So in other speaking news, speaking of the cops, in other news, and uh, we're going to get back to being a libertarian style podcast here for a second. Um, Michigan DNR. So I I just spent a week and a half in Michigan uh camping in their state park system, spent six nights in Holland, spent two six, I'm sorry, not Holland in Petoskey, and spent two nights at Sterling State Park. Uh we have clicked here. Silver Lake State Park in Michigan has created a Facebook post. I've been there.
2: Where is Silver Lake? Uh Mears, Michigan. So it's uh Right about a half
1: or two thirds of the way, so it's uh, like on Lake Michigan, up, up on the, the yeah, up the if, Lake if Michigan. We country. hold up our hands; it's at your, uh, it's on your ring finger, up there, yeah. towards the tip of it, somewhere in there. Um, oh man, I had this thing up, and the the Facebook I, I could tell you what it was. Again. It's this
2: noise ordinance restriction, and it's limited to ninety four decibels.
1: So they're showing that they have this their their noise reader, whatever the hell it is, and yes. they hold it up directly to your vehicle's exhaust. And they say that if you're over 94 decibels, they will give you 48 hours. Or they're going to throw you out of the park. Operation of vehicle does not meet sound level requirements may re- result in ticket eviction from the park for 40 hours, 48 hours or both. So I'm, um, they're going to throw you out for two days Yeah, instantly. They don't give you a day to fix it.
0: I, so you first sent this and I thought, well, maybe it is just for like, uh, I thought maybe they're doing something for 4th of July and they don't want a bunch of people sitting in their vehicles watching no. the fireworks and it just being like so, so, but so but this, but this
2: park is unique in that uh, they have what's called the Silver Lake sand dunes and it's an ov- an off-road recreational area that like and it's the it's dunes it's not like You get up there. Is this where they let you play on dunes? Yes. It looks like the Sahara up there. Like we went up there. I've got some pictures of it. It is a legit, I think sleeping bear dunes might look similar, but I think this is the only place where they let you on where they let you on it. So I
1: do kind of understand
2: understand.
1: my father-in-law would go both ways because he would love to drive on them, but there's no way in hell his truck is legal for this.
2: Oh no. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Almost for sure. Well, I looked at, yeah. So 94 decibels, it says, um, it didn't say what kind. It was like a motorcycle idling, whatever. Um, I tried to look up what like a normal diesel truck would be idling. So I, I understand there being some restriction there because if everybody just showed up and was just super loud, that's all you'd hear is just, and there's a small town there. It's on, uh, Mears, Michigan is the town that this sits on. Um, that's a part of the town's being enveloped by this dune. Um, but 94 decibels is like not very loud. So pulling up a chart here so that we can
1: have, uh, have an intelligent it discussion. It said there. like
2: idling motorcycle or, but it wasn't, you know, crazy loud. So I'm like, ooh, that's going to be this, this park though is unique in that there will be people show. I know, I, so I used to know a guy who kept a truck there. So
0: 100 is a lawnmower.
1: Yeah, the equivalent of a busy traffic going down the road is 80 decibels. Office sounds are like 70 decibels. A drill, like somebody running a drill or an impact is 85 decibels. So after that, it pretty much becomes a problem. So it's the equivalent of roughly a lawnmower or a circular saw. An ambulance is 110 decibels.
0: But they're vehicles, too, so the pitch is lower.
2: Yeah, because it's not going to be as annoying
0: as a circular saw.
2: Right.
0: That's annoying. Mm -hmm. Carries it very far. If you put 50 circular saws cutting through plywood next to each other.
1: If, if you're a tourist and you go up to Michigan and you're going to spend a week and a half there. Jeremiah with his tourists. And you, have, tourist, and you listen, I, <laughs> tourists are victims. These towns, these towns try to get people to come in and you go up and you spend money and you show up in the park and they say, no, you're too damn loud. You got to leave. What are you going to do? I'm That's kidding. your,
2: I'm curious as to the enforcement of it. I mean, there's always they're they're threading it when they've got the the rule there, but are they going after anybody? Like, is there some guy with a really good trained ear, and he's like, "That's 96." I'm going after that guy, or is it some dude who rolls in with a small block Chevy running open headers on paddle tires who is absolutely just making it impossible to hear anything else? They're they, showing up and they're going after that guy and his truck's running like 150 decibels or something like that. How, how
1: would curious. you interpret this? It says Rangers will be performing stationary sound testing this weekend over the upcoming holiday and make sure that you're in compliance before visiting. What, what would that mean? Does that, do you think they're going to go up to everybody? Are they going to catch you as you drive into the park gate and they're going to, they're yeah. going to check you there or are they going to make you, you know, Say you're a camper. Are They gonna make you fire up your truck and see if you need thrown out. No. Well, the camping is in a different area. So, and there's like a, a
2: there's a staging area that you have to go into, and you have to have a separate permit for the dunes. And it's like five bucks, or it wasn't very much, twenty five bucks, something like that. Um, and so I could see him just having a guy sitting there and just pulling people aside. I'm curious as where they check everybody.
1: It's for Independence Day, by the way. Yeah. There's yeah. One of the, well, there's a Facebook comment that says, Isn't there a harbor in Boston where you throw these decibel meters oh, into? People should
2: look this <laughs> up, look up the Facebook post. The comments are hilarious. Like, they are just like collect and serve and all this other stuff. And it is, I can see having some rule. 94 decibels seems low. Um, I just saw one that said, Hey, Michigan, welcome to New York. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's somebody, somebody, Clint Weaver just commented, and he's like, "I think it's to restrict extreme groups to open the doors. Like this is like a, a, it's a little town. It's the most idyllic fifties town, and or like you think of like back in the day where you went to summer camp for like your whole family went to some place for the, you went to the lake for the summer. There's like little areas where there's like six or eight little tiny houses, like little cottages that are in a little group, and your whole family probably rented whatever. We were there; was, everything was closed. Um. But yeah, Clint Weaver said that they're going after the people that I think they're going after, which is like open header, big block dudes that are rolling in, and they've got no attempt at whatever to quiet their exhaust.
1: I don't know. I think they're just going to they're gonna thing. they're gonna collect some campers. These big fifth wheels don't just pull
2: themselves, Zach. But see, that's I mean, it's a different part of town. So the little yeah, the,
1: but it's the state park. How are you supposed to know that?
2: that? Well, I mean, you'll figure it out. Literally, the town sits there's a small lake. I'm not sure. I guess it's Silver Lake. Silver Lake's eventually going to disappear because literally the wind comes off Lake Michigan and is blowing the dune into this lake. Eventually it's going to fill the lake in. But the campground is on that lake. And then there's some. the town is also on the lake as it curls around. And there's a house that is being enveloped by this dune. Like the dune is leaning over this house, basically. Wow, that's cool. That's where the entrance to the thing is. So you're It's like a
1: half mile away. Silver Lake Modern Campground is there and has 200 modern campsites. Yeah, in the state park. Okay. I, I think they're going to screw some people. Are these back. the? Uh, is this where the the largest
0: freshwater sand dunes are in the world? Is that what? Oh,
1: I don't. Know. It might
2: be. I mean, I, I think it's all some, of like it, it's all of the all, like of the all of the shore
1: and the southern shore of Lake Michigan has dunes. Sleeping Bear Dunes. This stuff here down at uh, down down at Indiana Dunes National Lake, Lake Shore. I mean, it's enormous, though.
2: Like when you get, we climbed up there. It's hard to climb up it on foot, and then like you can kind of barely see like Michigan off in the distance. But, wow, that's, I mean they have that's pretty crazy. There's a rental like there's a place you can like rent all kinds of ATVs and stuff to go out there, and I think there was even like a monster truck. How
0: can you there. have an ATV that's less than ninety four decibels? So so the, I
1: bet yeah, dirt bike would be right there. This lake is here, and the yeah okay, so the the dunes are on the west side of the lake the lake's kind of like the northwest you know the north side yeah, of the, the, town. the west and the in the northwest side and the campground is on the lake but it's on the southeast and, corner and the campground is its own thing it is a, there's no park there's
2: no trails for it there's a playground and a little tiny beach area it's tiny um, but the campground sits by itself so you could oh, roll yeah, in you can roll in and you're parked in a hundred yard within hundred yards of, and you're nowhere near the park where now the camp. The park rangers do come.
0: Silver over there. Lake State Park campground is on Silver Lake and not Lake Michigan, Correct.
1: where the dunes are. Yes, right. I don't know. I still think I still think, it's it's a a, new, I still think that, that. Listen, Zach, you can make a rule this year, and you can and you can say this is all we're going to do to enforce yeah. it. But then you get the next generation of guy with a meter and he's going to go all yeah. Dwight Schrute and he's going to start rolling into Silver Lake State Park campground and get the 78 year old dude with his bro dozer that he bought third hand from your brother uh, to pull his camper. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to have handcuffs on because they're going to try to impound his truck. We'll see that. It's but step yeah. one to
2: step two to step three. This is this is where it's going. I mean, I could, I understand them having some rules. I'm curious to how strict they are in enforcing Because it. it's an interesting place. Because immediately you sent this to us, I was like, oh, that's an interesting place. I'm like the park ranger there drives a Raptor, He's an F-150 Raptor, is his ranger vehicle because he has to be able to go up on the dunes. Um, and I, there was guys riding around dirt bikes and stuff. But yeah, 94 decibels does seem low. But I bet that they're just like warning people, like, hey, Square Body Club, you need to bolt some exhaust up this weekend, or
1: close your open.
2: Close your cutouts off.
1: Final story I have today for you guys. Ohio, this week, this week, our neighbors in Ohio, uh, just a mere 40 miles east of where the studio sits. An amendment that would limit workers from re- working remotely in Ohio was recently proposed. The amendment is inside of the state's $94 billion budget, which is approved by the Senate during the week of June 12th. If the measure survives, Ohioans, it's a dumb name. They could be Hoosiers. Ohioans, and after this bill becomes law, they might want to be. Ohioans who work for the state of Ohio, state employees, not in the state, but for the state, would be limited to only eight hours of remote work each week. An exemption would be for people that are granted accommodations with ADA or civil rights laws, yada, yada, yada. So they're saying that they would only let them work remote eight, eight, eight hours a week. But if you're a state employee, dumb. That's all. One day? One day.
2: Prepare prepare for them to lose people. They're going to quit. You know, I was
0: job shopping recently. um won't say how recently. And I saw a company that I was interested in. And their policy was, we don't care what you work, but give us 40 hours through the week. Make that schedule however you want. Just make it 40 hours. And I was like, man, that's pretty nice. That's that would be awesome. Like just one day be like, ah, I got to take a couple hours tomorrow. So I'm just going to tack those on at gonna the make end of the day today. going
1: to make it wherever want to. Willy nilly.
2: Yeah. You do four tens. You want right. to do. Yeah. Or like, Oh yeah. But just move a little here, move a little there. Not have four to nines. There. And then a half day. Yeah. Oh, half days are the best. Yeah. Right. I, I work with a government agency that is having a hard time keeping and retaining staff. And part of the reason we have is because how slow we were, to readopt remote work after covid ended we literally were just losing people left and right because they could go get a job where they were full remote and i know at least one former coworker who does the whole camp host thing bottom camper and she drives all over the country and you know spends the winter up north somewhere and spends the or the winter in texas and goes to west virginia or whatever for the summertime and so those people will leave I like to know what their justification as besides being angry, and, yeah. they're angry. All oh, these people are too. Don't happy. Don't want you doing this. this. They're getting too much done while not wasting gas and clogging up the highways and the in the city city streets coming up to work. It was
0: beatings quick, will continue until morale
1: approves.
2: When, <laughs> yes. when I saw it the first time, <laughs> when, I, when I
1: saw it the first time, I thought, my God, they're just they're just controlling anybody that has a job that's in Ohio. What the hell do you care if I'm working remote or not? But it's the same it the the, you got the headline, hooks in it. Yeah. The headline
0: is very misleading. Yeah. As they usually are. But it is what it
1: is. Eh, Mike I'll Reynolds never says, work for the state of Ohio anyway. Magna did that. He worked fifty five and he would be in Brookville by noon on Friday. Yeah. People want to get away. People want to use their you know you work so that you can have your existence. So you can have your life. And even like Dakota, like even if you just worked like an extra hour and then took a half day on Friday,
2: walking out of work at noon is a great feeling. Nice. Yeah. Cuz you feel like you got something done, but it's you walk out and you're like I've got a whole day.
0: and also not really.
2: Listen.
1: You know, if you <laughs> if you're listening to you us and you're you're a state employee in Ohio and you want to come over here, makemymove.com, Henry County's got has got openings. Uh, you can come over here. You can be a police. You can be any kind of civil servant you want. City of Newcastle's hiring here folks. To enforce our laws. He, he, the The auditor's <laughs> office is is hiring. Uh, I think they are. Uh, they're hiring down at, uh, at Draper. They're hiring over at, uh, uh, at at Crown. By the way, congratulations to our boy Forrest. He's now the uh, the plant manager of Crown in Newcastle. So special congratulations to to him on that. Um, there's a lot of opportunities. So if you're disgruntled. Or maybe just gruntled, but maybe you'll be as a disgruntled Ohio State employee. Or just work for a private company in Ohio and you can still live here. <laughs> because you can still work remotely. That's right. This is ridiculous. Like it that just comes the off. One, when somebody the one is... good thing that came out of COVID was yeah. that we have now an acceptance of you don't have to schlep into an office to go be miserable and sit in an office just to make somebody happy. Yeah.
2: This is some, this is some grumpy, all the grumpy old white dude who just he wants to beat his chest that he's going to make all these people show back up to work.
1: He wants to have, he wants to be able to, this is a talking, all this is, this is a yeah. damn talking point for a Saturday morning pancake breakfast yeah. in, in White House or whatever the hell. What, 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 give me a small town in Ohio. You know, in Eatin. in in, in piqua Ohio, at the at the Sugar Creek Township Firemen's Breakfast on Saturday morning. Yeah. That's all this is. Yeah,
2: and there's no purpose to it. It's not going to help.
1: Any, how no. many people does the state of Ohio employ? Oh, I bet a lot. <laughs> Eighth largest uh, state in the country. Let's, let's look it up. Google, we're going to Google it, Dakota. You lead us. Was and it was a nearly hundred billion dollar budget.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say. How many do you think, Zach? Oh. You're, you
2: you have most experience here. Oh, I'm trying to guess here because I'm a kind of pseudo federal, so I would say
1: like sixty to seventy thousand people. I was going to guess forty thousand. I don't know if teachers count. I was going. Go oh my 50. god! The total number of people that work for the government in Ohio. What? No, this is not this the, is not is like
2: a million and a half or something. This is not state. This is not just state.
1: But this is federal. This is county. This is everybody. This, this is every policeman, fireman, teacher. Yeah. 759,000 people yeah. in the state of Ohio work for the government. Not shocked. There's like they're s- low on the list. Ryan Day is the highest. OK. All right. All right. All right, here we go. The highest paid is always gonna be highest paid is the football coach. Yes, football, Ohio, Ohio State, state. <laughs> eight, saying, million, eight million bucks. <laughs> That's one of the funny. Are they gonna? What are they gonna do if he takes two days and works from home, That's,
2: Ryan Day? One of the funnest statistics ever is to look up. There's always somebody releases it like every six months because they're angry. Is the highest paid public employee in any given state, and with the exception of like three or four, like Montana or something like that, like it's a doctor there. Every other state, it's the head of the most popular college football program college sports program. So like Indiana, it'll be like the head coach at IU or it might be Matt Painter now at Purdue and In Texas. It'll always be like the head of the football program or Ohio. It's Ohio state Buckeyes. Yeah. It's always a sports
1: dot Cleveland.com tells us that there are 51,000 as of 2022, 51,594 state employees in the state of Ohio, 330 of them, Made more money than the governor. I didn't get it. You said 60?
2: I said 60.
0: Yeah, I so busted. I said, I said 50. I
1: said 40. You're the closest
2: I got over. Yeah, like what's it? And what you're doing is you're telling all those managers how they how they need to operate in terms of that. Because like, even within the state wow. of Indiana, there's
1: variances in how remote work is handled. The governor of Ohio is paid $80.82 an hour.
2: I remember not being super fond of him when we were trying to go to watch an IndyCar race a couple of years ago, and he waited until like the 11th hour to announce that we were going to
1: get to go to that race. About 180 grand a year. Wasn't
2: it like Tuesday or Wednesday of the week? Yeah, before? it was. It was very it was stressful.
1: Absolutely it, insane. It was very stressful. Uh there were 30 nurses that made more money than the governor that year. Uh, seven that. transportation engineers, three environmental specialists, two bridge specialists and a meat inspection you, supervisor. You know what's a
2: thing that should be more common is actually is the executive of any group, government or corporation should not be the highest paid person because they're rarely the most viable. So I forget somebody told me like the highest paid person at Roche Industries is some scientist.
1: How would you like to be just some random Psychiatrist, and you are your pay, this lady Florence Kimbo, Florence Kimbo, hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars in the first quarter. She's made the top of this list on on Cleveland dot com. Oh, just in she's the just punching the time clock, one thirty eight hey, in Q one. Ohio pays some big money to their psychiatrists. They do they're doing very well. Well, I mean it's Ohio. They need them. All right, enough Ohio slander. Uh but listen, it, Ohio you brought this on yourself. You're gonna you're gonna ban state employees from working from home. Uh take mercy on yourselves. Uh move west. Move west, young man. Haven't you been told Indiana's full of uh bourbon and silver? Uh just don't take I seventy, take US thirty six. It's much safer if you can get past the windmills. <laughs> Zach, do you have any final thoughts? No. If I had one I've lost it. No. Got a prediction for Mid-Ohio this weekend? Who's going to win the race? The Honda 200 of Mid-Ohio? No. It'd probably be a Chip Ganassi
2: car or an Aero McLaren car. But at some point, McLaren's got to put something together. They're really close. I thought Rossi was going to be Rossi's day at Road America. because He, he just s- felt like a rock. Super strong. Felt like a rock. And man, that was... That was a, a race to watch. There's so many. It's just the whole. Well, the race was actually that spectacular. I mean, it was good. It was a good race. But like
1: Will, watching practice and qualifications.
2: Oh, the willpower moment. And I feel there's always people like, oh, that's not acceptable. Great for him. Got out of the car. Willpower, fl- friend of the show.
1: Signed our signed yeah. our uh, visor over here. Got out flipping the double birds to
2: Scott Dixon and then shoved him. But they was like, I didn't blame him. He got sideswiped on during a practice. So. That was a great interview. Will afterwards. Power complained
1: about Scott Dixon, the IndyCar champion. He said that uh, the track was shitty. Uh, and then he said that Ramon Grierson needed punched in the face because he was a piece of crap. And so he got, because
2: he called it a crappy track, That the president of the track parked a, a uh, sewer pump truck in front of his motorhome. And so then Will Power <laughs> got out and moved it in front of That's Scott funny. Dixon's motorhome. I, you, he wasn't lying kind of about, he was not complaining because the track was resurfaced. But when drivers went off, which I understand they're not supposed to go off the track, they would be flying through the air. And that's what he was talking about. It they need to be a little smoother. But I don't know. Maybe do you want it too smooth? Because I think that I saw that Palos practice crash was a 90 G impact. And he skipped across part of that grass and part of the sand and still hit the tire barrier with 90 Gs of force.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then he won the race. I'm going to take him to win at Mid Ohio as well. Alex has not won Mid Ohio yet. Uh, probably his last chance to win the Honda 200 in a Honda, uh, which is a very big Honda weekend with the Marysville Assembly Plant. Uh, so I'm going to say that's the spot. That's 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 my winning pick. You kind of agree? Is it, you think you think Marcus Erickson? Uh, I hope not. Do you think Marcus Armstrong?
2: You, you they owe Marcus Armstrong after what they did to him. At Road America. They, they ruined, they the ruined, guy ruined his race. race. They ruined his, and they ruined Colton. Colton Hurdle might
1: come in angry, too, and he was fast at Road America. All right, we're going to put you down as a Colton Hurdle pick. Uh, any final thoughts from you, Dakota Davis, my boy? Uh, yeah, I have a couple. Um,
0: well, first I want to give a shout-out to uh, Blue River Tap House. They are doing some carry-out specials on beers. Um, I think 16-ounce, four-pack for $20. 20 and... Uh, They've got some really good ones. Some that, a lot that you don't see around here. I know that they have one. Um, it's called Sex and Candy from 18th Street Brewing. It's one of my favorite beers, and you do you don't find it in liquor stores around here. So you know, make sure you grab them before that he sells all of them. And then um, also, um, I wanted to give a shout out to Mark Bell, who I think is the most inspirational person I follow on Instagram. So if you're like a, if you're like could, we were talking to Justin Lithorn about needing motivation sometimes to just get yourself going in the morning. Um give him a follow and it'll definitely give you a give you a hand. I think his Instagram handle is Mark Smillybill at Mark Smilly Bill. So
1: there you go. I've been getting Snapchats from our uh from our sweetmate here, Brian Nichols, uh and the air quality index was up over two hundred in Newcastle, Indiana today. Uh, it was as red and bad as it can get. I was like,
0: outside all day.
1: Brian's like, "No wonder I was doing so badly walking to the studio today from home." Uh, yeah, it's it's horrific. Like this is. I had no idea. I just thought
0: it was foggy. I
1: thought. You
2: Didn't know.
0: you? You've been you've been through
2: this cycle when, once
0: before. When I got
1: up and rained this
2: morning. I just thought it was foggy because it's been it's been muggy, right? And so you get up in the morning and it's it looked just like it would on a, just a normal morning in the summer. I thought that this and morning as well. And when it didn't never, burn off,
1: I thought, oh, this is Canada's fault. Yeah, we're back. You know, well,
2: You know what Canada's, Canada's doing? Her heart, they're working real hard to contain the dumpster fire that is America at times. And it's just <laughs>
1: coming out. But, yeah. Man, I, I can forgive them for because of these all-dress chips that Dakota's ate. Oh, my gosh. I
2: love them. I know. I'm a little jealous <laughs>
1: that they're over there. <laughs> we'll let Zach take them home. All right. Thank you guys so very much. We will be back with you on Thursday of next week. Uh, at least some of us, and uh, then there will be a dark week. We're going to work our way through July. We've got some commitments with some vacations and some county fairs and some other stuff, but rest assured we will be with you as much as we humanly can. Uh, Thank you all so much. Looking forward to covering the city elections as we get later in the summer. Uh, Candidates, stay active. Put stuff out there. Be motivating. We're going to cover your races. Give us policy positions. Give us something to talk about, and we'll talk about it with you. With that, we'll see you next Thursday.